Um, so we've been looking at um, this whole idea of Emmanuel, God with us, the idea that if if we felt like God was with us every day in all the things that we do, how different would our life begin to look? Um, because the, the natural thing is we we kind of compartmentalise everything, don't we? That this is work, this is home, this is church, this is when I serve, this is when I do nice things for the people, this is when I have fun. Um, and that's fine, but sometimes you begin to realise that if you cut God out of other things, the opportunity for him to influence them is then limited. Um, so I suppose what we've looked at in these first, these first three parts is uh, how we connect with Father God, how we connect with Jesus, and then how we connect with the Spirit. Um, it, w- one week on each of those. Um, all with that overall aim to work out how can, how can this stuff become part of our everyday life. So after the last one, um, we could have just finished it having covered all three, but I wanted to kind of put it all together and say, actually, this isn't just about let's learn about these things. It's about saying, how does it then actually work? How do we actually do this in our lives? Um, And I suppose when we think about those three different things, connecting with God the Father, connecting with Jesus and connecting with the Holy Spirit, if we're really honest, there's probably for each of us um, one of those parts of God that we generally lean on. Okay, that, that we naturally go, oh, well, when I pray or when I think about God, I think about God more than I think about Jesus. Or I think about Jesus more than I think about the Holy Spirit. If I think about my life, I've spent most of my life probably being quite confused with how I actually connect with God, uh, with the different aspects of him. That, that what will happen is I'll default um, to pray to God the Father um, I'll confusingly at some point slip into talking to Jesus at the same time um, and then I only ever really talk about or talk to the Holy Spirit um, when I'm encouraged to pray for someone to be filled with the Spirit uh, and I would say there's not a lot of thinking behind how I actually connect with the different parts of God um, and I think Probably we all fit into that little bit. Now, the great news is that God doesn't need us to tick boxes. He doesn't need us to do it a certain way in order for him to activate the most appropriate part of himself to work in our lives. But what it does do is, I suppose, it it helps our connection when we begin to understand who am I actually connecting with. So I want to talk this morning about the Trinity. The Trinity is those three things, the three aspects of God, the three parts of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And the problem when we think about that is it's a difficult concept for us to understand as human beings because it's not anything that we actually experience in our normal lives. The idea that there is one being that exists as three persons. It's like some really strange level of schizophrenia that we've never come across. There's three people, um, but it's one being. Uh, and it's not, it's, it's actually something that we, we physically and mentally can't understand because it doesn't actually make sense in the way we rationalise and, and think about stuff. Um, sometimes people have tried to explain it in different ways so one way I heard it which is quite an interesting one I'm sure it falls apart somewhere is explaining it as though it's water okay so water exists in three states doesn't it and there's water uh, there's steam and there's ice so you can kind of understand it is all the same thing it's all water but it exists in three different forms so that I'm sure that could work in some ways I'm sure it falls apart in other ways um, but I've been doing a bit of reading. I, I, I was reading a book by C.S. Lewis called Mere Christianity. And he talks about um, 
uh, the Trinity and, and understanding this thing. And he, he talks about it in quite an interesting way. So I wanted to try and explain that to you this morning to see if we can get what it actually looks like. Because trying to understand it in terms of a physical thing works to a level, but it doesn't really expand enough in the way it needs to do. And what he talks about is he tries to explain it through understanding space and dimensions, not as in space as in the the galaxy and Star Trek, that kind of stuff, not space and that way, but space that we exist in and the dimensions that we move in. Um, So let me try to explain it. In space, not in outer space, in the space that we exist in, we move in three directions, don't we? Up and down, left and right, forwards and back. Okay, everything that we do is, is those or a combination of two of those or three of those that means this is how we operate, this is how we move. Um, and when we're restricted to just move in one dimension, then we move, say, left to right. We only ever move in straight lines. Okay? And if you imagine we were to draw the movement that we take, okay, so we're moving in straight lines, we're just drawing straight lines from left to right all the time. That is just moving in one direction, in one dimension. Two dimensions changes it up a bit because we're able to use two of those axes. So we're able to do, say, left and right and uh, up and down. And what we begin to do in that is we create um, figures. So it might be that it's a, a combination of lots of things, but we create figures, we create shapes as we do that. So in one dimension, we create a straight line. In two dimensions, we create shapes. So we might begin to make uh, four lines, we make a square. So it's no longer just a straight line, the one dimension. It's got a new dynamic to it, a new dimension to it, because now the straight line that we're restricted to has now become some form of shape or some form of figure. The third dimension allows us then to form one solid body. So something like a cube would be made. It still exists out of all of those elements. So a cube is six squares. So the second dimension is included. It's formed into six squares that makes a cube. But it now exists with all the same parts, but now in this new way. So we begin to see that actually... It all comes from the same thing. It's all straight lines, but they're just formed in different ways, using different dimensions to expand it from being a straight line to a square to a cube. Suddenly it's transformed from being limited just to one dimension through two dimensions into three dimensions. And each thing is made up and reliant on the other parts, but as you advance through the more complicated levels... We don't abandon the simple things that started us off in the beginning. They become the key thing to it working all together. So in spiritual terms, we can really simplify and say, okay, well, imagine that the first dimension is God the Father. Okay, this is is the kind of core thing that it all starts off. We have the second dimension of Jesus into that. That gives us uh, shapes and figures. And then we have the third dimension of the Spirit in, and it becomes this one solid body of something that that gives us this dynamic that exists in an entirely different way. And when you think then about how people operate and think about um, their connection with God, some people do just have that linear, straight-line relationship with God the Father. They pray to God the Father, they do this, this, this and this, and that's how they function. But they're limited to that left and right movement or up and down movement or forward and back movement on its own. But once you put Jesus into the mix, then it becomes different. It becomes something with, with, uh, with shape, uh, with, uh, with a figure to it, with, with something 
with a new dimension added to it. But then when you throw the spirit into that, it becomes something that, that is three-dimensional, that is something that, that we operate with and we can connect with in our actual realm. It's not about uh, nostalgia or reminiscing or, or just thinking back to the nice things that Jesus did or, or what we know of God. Actually, the spirit brings it into the now, into the reality and expands it into this third dimension, which changes everything. It becomes something completely different. And I think when we begin to realise that, it, it's, it's still really difficult to understand how is one thing um, three persons, three people. But actually, when you think about it in terms of those shapes and lines, it's an interesting way of looking at it because it does get more complicated, but the possibilities and the perspective and the dimension of it expands so much. It begins to paint an interesting picture of what it looks like to fully connect with all three parts of the Trinity. And we've got to understand that they each, each part of God's, um, uh, each aspect of God has a role to play in our lives. Um, the Father is, is the giver of life, the creator God, the transcendent and the imminent God. Now that means, uh, transcendent means he's the awesome, created the world, this massive thing with all this power. That's the, the transcendence of God, this huge awesomeness of God. But at the same time, there's this imminent uh, experience of God where he's had dad and he's, uh, he's interested in us. Thank you, sweetheart. That's nice. Just stabbed lots of holes in a piece of paper. <laughs> Maybe she's made the galaxy. Um, so it's the, the transcendence is the massive awesome, awesomeness, the huge, powerful, wonderful element of this massive thing we could never comprehend, which is God. And then the imminence is this beautiful, personal relationship, connection, father, daddy kind of relationship that we enjoy as well. And, and we got God exists in both um, in both things and that's the amazing thing uh, and that's that's God the Father is this possibility um, that we can understand that, that he's interested in that way he's the giver of life the creator the, the the awesome but also the personal God the son so Jesus is the way to God is the way we connect to God uh, he's he's the example for us he's the connection that we have that helps us understand God which we looked at a few weeks ago and the interesting thing with Jesus, we need to remember that he lived this life on earth and this was his purpose to come down and live this life on earth. But he's not since then been put into retirement and said, OK, well, Jesus, it was great when he was around, showed us everything. And now he's just chilling out, um, just retired, playing bowls every um, every week and, and just like resting and not really doing anything. He's still working and he's still there for us. Um, so, so Jesus' role wasn't just this window of 33 years that he had on the earth and then he, he had a rest he's still interested and still involved and still available to us and then the spirit is that force in us that reminds us of who God is uh, that guides us um, towards him and, and kind of strengthens that connection with him there's a really interesting uh, extract I just want to quickly uh, read you from that book that um, where I got the trinity stuff from oh Let me just find it. So this is what it says, and this is him talking about, I suppose, explaining how the Trinity actually works um, for each of us. And this is what he says. An ordinary, simple Christian kneels down to say his prayers. He is trying to get in touch with God, but if he is a Christian, he knows that what is prompting him to pray is also God. 
So the spirit prompts him to pray. God, so to speak, inside of him. But he also knows that all his real knowledge of God comes through Christ, the man who was God. That Christ is standing beside him, helping him to pray and praying for him. You see, what is happening? God is the thing to which he is praying, the goal he is trying to reach. God is also the thing inside him which is pushing him on, the motive power. God is also the road or the bridge along which he is being pushed to that goal. So that the whole threefold life of that three personal being is actually going on in that ordinary little bedroom where an ordinary man is saying his prayers. You see what see what we're saying? And uh, maybe it's, it's a case of, of mulling over that a little bit. But I love that idea that, that those three things are all at work at the same time, allowing us to connect with God. So, so he, he's the goal. He's the thing that stands alongside us. But he's the motive and he's the, the passion that's pushing us. So we need the Father for refuge, for connection, uh, for direction, for wisdom in our lives. All the different things that you go through in your life, those are the kind of things where we really connect with Father God. We need the Son for maybe it's enlightenment, for learning, um, for hope, for understanding, for connection again with, with God. And we need the Spirit sometimes for reassurance, uh, for peace, uh, for love, for joy, for creativity, for innovation. All of these different parts of God have this purpose that lead us to the ultimate goal of a deeper connection in our relationship with him. So how does it actually work? And this is where it becomes um, quite challenging. I've said here, we can just pray randomly and God will pull it all together. That's the great news. So if you sat there going, I feel really overwhelmed with what you're talking about. I don't think I could actually make this happen. That's absolutely fine because all God really wants is your heart and you to have a desire to get closer to him and get to know him. So in its simplest form, you can just pray to whichever part of God you feel you connect with and need to, and it will all work. But the interesting thing for me is our confidence grows in our connection with God when we can fully embrace the role and purpose that each aspect, um, uh, each aspect of God um, has in our lives. We, when we can embrace the role of those different things, it, it transforms things. So if you think about it in terms of those three things, we open ourselves up to God each day. Okay, He wants involvement and relationship. And when you read something like the Lord's Prayer, you begin to see this, this framework um, of, of how it works. I've, I've got it saved on here, just to quickly read through and show you. Um, yeah, so, so the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, for the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And when, when you look at those kind of things, it's... Um, it's quite, a, it's quite an amazing thing, really, to see that, that actually that prayer is what Jesus taught us to pray. Um, but it, it's the thing, I suppose, that, that, that guides us to cover all the different things. We open ourselves up to God each day. He wants involvement and relationship. Uh, and we read that stuff in the Lord's Prayer. And we realise that what that explains is the why we do it. Why we do all this stuff um, is because of the Father and the connection with the Father. Um, 
Jesus can be our guide. We learn from him and he understands. We look to him to guide our actions and we aim to emulate how he did it. So what we get from Jesus is the how we do it. Okay, so from God the Father, the why we do it, from Jesus is the how we do it. And the Spirit becomes our companion. Uh, That sense inside of us that reassures us, connects us to God, uh, gives us the insight and creativity that we need in our lives and shows us what to do. Sometimes just using, this is the brilliant thing, sometimes the Spirit is just using your thoughts, your intelligence, your natural gifts and your common sense. Okay, when you begin to realise that those things that are the core things of you, you stop going up with, that's just me thinking. Actually, that is sometimes how the spirit works in your life. It activates your actual own abilities and your intelligence, your common sense, your gifts. Um, And that shows you what to do. So the father will show us why to do it. uh, And he's why we do it. Um, Jesus shows us how to do it. And the spirit can guide us uh, in what to do. And I think the reality is we're made for connection with God. That's why people get frustrated in life when they don't have that connection with God. They sometimes feel like they're wandering aimlessly through different things. And I honestly believe it's because we're all made ultimately to be connected to God. And when we, when we get that connection, that's when we begin to see life working slightly differently. Um, and when we get that connection, this becomes the most effective Um, when all three aspects of God are embraced and active in our lives. So practically, three steps to take every day. Um, My challenge to you is to uh, have that core connection with God. Think about what we just said in the Lord's Prayer. It's made up of different sections, praising and thanking God for who he is, asking God for direction, asking him to provide for us, getting our hearts right, forgiving uh, others, um, asking for forgiveness for things that we've done wrong, asking God to strengthen us for what that day holds. That to me, Jesus said, if you want to pray to God, this is how you should pray. That to me is the core of if you want to connect with God on a daily basis, there's that simple prayer. Rather than thinking, I wouldn't know what to say. Pray that simple prayer and make it relevant to your life. Um, and have that dialogue with God through the Lord's Prayer, and that will change our perspective and our thinking. Secondly, be guided by the person and the influence of Jesus. Ask those simple questions. What did Jesus do when he was around on the earth? What would he do now if he was around? What would be important to him? And how would he deal with this situation that I'm sat in at the moment? That, That begins to change the way we think and shape our actions and, uh, and shape our opportunities of what could happen in those times. And thirdly, allow the spirit to be your motivator, to add the drive, uh, the reassurance, um, embrace that rather than silence it. We can do that easily. We can silence what the spirit might be nudging inside of us because we're just trying to move too quickly or move on or, or get on with the things that need to be achieved. Embrace it rather than silence it. Utilise the creativity and innovation that's available and allow that to add that third dimension to our experience of God. That it's not just a linear thing, a a kind of a one-dimensional thing. It's not even just two-dimensional where we appreciate and embrace what Jesus did. We activate the spirit and allow his creativity, his innovation, uh, his reassurance, his his companionship to be the thing that, that motivates us and drives us inside and I think really what we've got what I want to leave you with really is is to understand that God is is there he's interested 
in each and every part of your life, in, in your home, your family, your relationships, your workplace, your friendships, your crises that you go through, um, the joy that you experience, the fun that you have, uh, the desperation that you feel at different times, the hopes and the dreams and the purpose that you have in your life. He, he's there and he's interested in all of it. And I suppose if we can include and embrace each part of God in everything, that's the stuff that will enable us to live a really full, like fulfilling life and enable us uh, to flourish. So what we want to do, um, what we want to do just to finish is um, have some communion together. Because as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, when we um, have communion, it's not just this memorial of saying, oh, isn't it nice that Jesus went through all that difficult stuff for us? It's a much deeper connection than that because it's, it's a clear opportunity for us to stop in the business of life, focus on, on who Jesus was, on what God did by sending Jesus, but also connecting with the Spirit through that thing. Because as we take communion, it's not as simple as um, we're just doing this routine to remember. We're, Jesus says, this is my body. Um, broken for you as you as you eat this you're taking in me as you drink this wine this is my blood you you take in my blood you become more like me through this act of communion so we're going to um we're going to take some moments just to have some communion and and this is such a great opportunity for us to fulfill part of what we're talking about if we want to be more like God and want to be closer to him and involve him in every day if we can be more like Jesus then that becomes more of a reality Father God thank you so much that we can have these times where we can stop in the business of life and just focus on you and, and remember um, that you sent Jesus to be the the answer I suppose to our broken connection with you and and that Jesus you lived a life that that showed us um, the image of God on earth and also showed us how we should be behaving and that God you were so kind of dedicated in your pursuit of us that you sent the spirit as an internal kind of companion and reassurance that you love us and that you want to be in relationship with us and that you can guide us. So God, as we uh, take this communion today, I thank you that we have these opportunities to connect with you. And God, I pray from what we've talked about today that each of us would leave feeling like there's an opportunity for us to include you in all your aspects in different parts of our lives, that we can be strengthened to be the best version of who um, you made us to be. Um, and the only way we can do that truly is when we're truly connected to you and fully connected to you. So God, inspire us this week. Give us strength. Give us determination where needed. Um, give us peace in those troubled times. Uh, give us joy, fun and laughter. Um, and help us to be um, light in dark places. And um, to be people of, of compassion. And, and patience and all of these different attributes that you give to us God I pray that you'd help us and that we would um, yeah we'd be close to you this week Amen, Amen. Amen.